Welcome to an episode of Find Your Voice, a movement led by yours truly, Aaron Dew, a guy who has overcome crippling anxiety, adversity, and difficulty like so many of you in life, whose main goal now is to help you combat your excuses, take control of your life, write your own story, and most importantly, find your voice. So now, without further ado, I welcome the host of the show himself, Mr. Aaron Dew. What's going on people? Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Find Your Voice. My name is Aaron and as always I am the host of the show. So today I am bringing you Kimberly Jonell, somebody who halfway through the interview you're going to actually hear me say this is the greatest three minutes that I've ever experienced so far on Find Your Voice. Now maybe that is because it's something that resonated with me somewhat more than maybe it will with yourselves but What I will say is that that three minutes completely changed the way that I see people and the way that I now carry out my life. And again, this is what I'm now trying to move this show a little bit more towards because I'm very conscious that we can all get inspired and motivated by hearing all these stories of people overcoming adversity and going through the trials and tribulations but still remaining positive and still persevering. But what I want to start to do now is try and ask each of my guests a couple of tips, a couple of things that we can take away. So last week you heard the incredible Taylor give us the clear message and that was fantastic and in fact I've actually been doing that for the last two weeks and Kimberly drops her own nuggets and these nuggets are absolutely incredible and I would just want to say once again my gratitude to Kimberly for taking time out of her day. I certainly learned so much and realised that this personal development journey that I'm on I have so much further to go, but it's beautiful, it's it's exciting, and I'm really enjoying the process, and I hope all you guys that have come along on the journey as well are enjoying it too. So, without further ado, let's get this interview on the way. Okay, so firstly, I just want to thank Kimberly for taking time out of her day to come on our show today and be kind enough to share her story. Uh, She is actually her podcaster herself, a business owner. A trauma specialist, which is actually something I'm really interested to hear more about, and a community outreach and youth health educator. So, very excited for this opportunity. She's on the other side of the world, actually, so we are connecting via Skype, which is fantastic, and this is kind of the thing that podcasting can bring to the surface. So, before we begin, Kimberly, how are you doing today? Oh, I'm awesome. Just excited to be here and an and opportunity to talk with you and the rest of your listeners. Thank you so much for taking the time and having me here today. I appreciate you, Aaron. You're very welcome. And thank you too, as well, for taking time out of your day. So it's quite early You're for welcome. me. It's, it's 10 o'clock here in the UK and apparently it's even early for you. So bless you for having to deal with me <laughs> rambling on in the morning. So... <laughs> Sure, I'm a morning person. (laughs) Luckily for you, so am I. So hopefully this will be plain sailing. I think it's going to be important for my listeners to get to know your story a little bit from yourself. So if you wouldn't mind, Kimberly, if you could kind of just give us, I suppose, a summary of, of your life, some things about you and basically what brings you here today. Thank you. Sure. So um, I grew up in a small town uh, outside of Cincinnati, Ohio, uh, Coleraine Township. And uh, both of my parents uh, lived in the household with me. My dad was a truck driver. My mother was a stay-at-home mom. And essentially, I had a pretty um, a pretty interesting childhood. I went back and forth between Louisiana during my summers and um, didn't really have a lot of extended family in the city where we lived only child. 
So that definitely uh, provided a lot of insight for me growing up in terms of spending a lot of time alone. And I think it has developed a lot within me where I'm pretty self-dependent in terms of with my Mm -hmm. self-awareness. Most of my childhood friends I'm still very close to now, but there were a lot of experiences I had throughout my childhood and teenage years, which brought a lot of curiosity for me into the things that I'm interested in now. Um, I particularly had several relatives in my life who had special needs And growing up in the 1980s, you really did not have a lot of explanation or information available as to what special needs was, what uh, developmental delays were. And throughout my high school years, I began to read up a lot more about it. I had a cousin in particular that had autism. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I developed an interest in that. And I eventually started studying speech pathology in college. And I found out from that from that field that we work with individuals who have autism. We work with individuals who have other developmental delays. We then, and then we also serve children who have articulation delays, language delays, stuttering, mm-hmm. all of those different facets in childhood. There's other realms of speech pathology as well. So part of my um, my background in that is from some of the early experiences and exposures I had with people who had. Uh, developmental delays or cognitive delays. So that was some, that was a, a big passion of mine early on. Um, I'm passionate about electronics. And if anybody follows my Instagram page, mm-hmm. they'll see that I'm usually into a lot of different things. But um, I enjoy anything dealing with technology. Uh, being here for 40 years now, I have observed so many revolutionary things that have been brought to the um, into the space with regards to technology advancement, the internet, um, and now we're involving, uh, evolving into a lot of other things in terms of uh, digital currency. Um, I was just reading an article last night about uh, autonomous vehicles. So I'm just, I'm just a very curious person. Being an only child, I didn't really have a lot of friends early on, and I spent a lot of time by myself. So curiosity just drives me. Um, I'm incredibly grateful. I I went through a lot of very difficult situations early on in life. Um, I witnessed um, a violent incident in my early 20s, which shaped a lot of things for me. Um, I had a very close friend of mine in my early 20s that was killed. So that shaped a lot for me as well. Um, During my last year of college, Actually, right before after graduation from college, my family endured Hurricane Katrina, uh, which was a massive hurricane that impacted the Louisiana and Gulf Coast area of the United States. And throughout that process, I lost everything I had because most of my things were in Louisiana at the time and I was living Mm -hmm. in a different state. So I had to endure loss um, several times throughout my life. And then two years later, both of my parents passed away unexpectedly. So sorry to hear that. Oh, well, you know, it, it, those, those challenges are things that so many of us have to go through. And, um, and, and back to that, just with my parents, that was a huge motivator for me as well in terms of getting into the mental health field, uh, because I did have a lot of observation throughout my childhood with people in my family who struggle with mental health issues. And at that time, no one really gave it a label but you kind of just observe things that were happening around you. And then also observing things that happened within myself. Uh, as a teenager, I struggled a lot with anxiety. 
I struggled a lot with depression. I think that was around the first time in my life and maybe around 17 or 18 when I really started to feel what depression felt like. And um, so as I got older, uh, I really began to try to understand more about it. And it wasn't until after my parents passed away that I went to therapy. And it really, I mean, I'm a huge advocate for therapy for people now. So that brought me into the mental health realm of where I am now with helping uh, people in the community outreach with trauma. And um, I've taken mindfulness training to try to assist people with that area of their life as well. So I'm all over the place, but I have many, many passions. And it, it, it's what keeps me going, just being able to provide something of value to, to, to the world. Wow, what a story. Um, <laughs> so uh, you, you've definitely exceeded my expectations already. And there's so many things that actually I want to pick out from that story. So firstly, I, I just love your attitude because for somebody who's endured so much loss, not just only with your friend, but your parents, which, you know, I, I send my deepest condolences for. Um, mm -hmm. You, you have you. such a brilliant attitude that you are grateful for the difficult situations in your life. And this is literally, it's almost like if I had to, think of a perfect guest to have on my show, Kimberly, you would be that guest because I want people to realize that the cards that we're dealt in life, we can't really choose them. Sometimes they're good, sometimes they're bad. And it's about having to mm -hmm. overcome that adversity and almost use that adversity as a gift. And you've, you've taken on all these obstacles in your life. And now what you're doing is you're serving others and you're fulfilling yourself, your happiness. And I, and I just love that about you that you're, you've seen, for instance, your cousin who's suffered with autism and you've said I need to understand this a little bit better and you've dived into that topic and now you're trying to make a difference for people through your speech pathology that you mentioned and I like that you're all over the place I love that because for some people it's quite common for them to kind of think that they need to be an expert in one field or kind of stick to one lane I'm sure. a little bit like yourself I am very chaotic my mind is all over the place I am mm -hmm. into property on one side I'm into podcasting to inspire the world on one place I am also an advocate of children uh, struggling so my younger brother has mm. autism as well and I was a social worker in my past life so there's a lot of things I can uh, resonate with you I, even with the depression my mom suffers with depression so I'm trying to start a social enterprise to raise awareness so I wish yes. I had more of me or more of you actually cause, <laughs> because you're in, you're, you have so much more awareness than me that we could almost in the short amount of time that we have on in this world make such a positive difference and I mean even the Hurricane Katrina that was big news over here in the UK as well yes. and to have experienced that and actually spoken to somebody who's lived that I mean it's, it's one thing seeing it on the television and, and if you wouldn't mind because it's quite a unique topic mm -hmm. could you just maybe run through that period of what it was like in terms of how you were feeling and what you had to do? Oh, absolutely. Uh, for me, uh, I moved, actually, I graduated from college in May of 2005. I was attending a college in uh, Louisiana, New Orleans, and I actually had an apartment in East New Orleans. I received a job offer to move to Georgia. And two weeks after I packed up my storage unit and just packed up probably a suitcase full of belongings and drove to Atlanta, Katrina hit, but all of my family and friends were still there. The first thing I could think of in terms of to describe my, my emotions was powerless. I had a friend who was a nurse in um, one of the hospitals in um, the North, the, the uptown area of New Orleans. She was trapped in the, ho in the hospital. Um, I had family members who were trapped in the lower ninth ward. Um, 
I, I remember being at work because I was working as a speech pathologist at the time and I'm sitting in my office texting my friend who was a nurse in the hospital during at, well, after the hurricane had hit, the levees had broke and the water had flooded the city. Her phone was literally the only phone on that floor in her hospital. They had no electricity, no power. I was texting her and telling her what was happening because they had no idea mm. that the levees had broke. They knew the hurricane hit. They were out of power. And she was in the hospital where a lot of people died because a lot of the hospital patients who did not have power for the, the hospital equipment. Um, it was it was an ordeal that I will never, ever mm. forget. Um, it, it taught me so much about just not taking things for granted um, and also being okay with things being out of your control. Um, but, but that particular situation with, with Katrina meant so much for me because I watched so many people lose so much more. I lost physical possessions, but mm. I watched people that lost their whole community. Um, I had family members who lost neighbors who drowned. One of my mother's childhood friends drowned in Katrina and she didn't find out until three months, four months later, um, his name popped up on a list. And so, um, that contributed to a lot of depression for her. And she actually passed away two years after Katrina. But the stress of that that situation and to watch even all these years later, the post-traumatic stress that so many people in that city and in that region experienced and never still yet received support or have provided, have been provided any type of um, mental health uh, resources mm -hmm. to help them with that. You know, I'm, I'm very passionate about trauma. Um, because it's something that is in the body, the body, you know, there's a book out that I read about four or five years ago called the body keeps the score. Absolutely, and I think yeah. of that all the time with Katrina in terms of, or any natural disaster in around the world, when things are not provided for people to work through that trauma, or when people are not educated on how trauma shows up, mm. it impacts so much. So for me, that situation was was life changing for my entire family. But for me to witness that, um, for me to be in contact with people who were actually on the ground and did not have access to water or food and no idea of what was happening. Mm. It was it was literally just um, an out of out of body experience. It really was. It sounds absolutely terrifying. And I hope the listeners who have just heard that emotional story don't wait for catastrophe or a disaster like Hurricane Katrina to be grateful for all of the things mm. that we do have. Fortunately, I I haven't experienced all of the adversities that are possible. And when I hear it from yourself, it just makes me so much more grateful for the little things that I have as well, mm. um, even more so than I already have. And you said something that was really powerful and it was being okay with the things being out of your control. And yeah. as simple as that sentence is, I just feel that we all struggle with that. Yes, and we let them consume us in the day and then that affects our emotions and our behavior and the way we treat our friends and our families. And it's something that I'm definitely trying to be more mindful of. I think you touched on it previously. It's about mindfulness. And the mm -hmm. body keeps the score. Is, is, it's, it's something I actually heard about six months ago and it really made sense mm -hmm. to me. And I've seen people who have been through trauma or who have been through hurt, similar to yourself. And your body does take a toll because the physiology although we might not see it externally internally is is damaging us so i'm putting you on the spot here a little bit kimberly if you don't mind but no go ahead i can handle it fantastic <laughs> well you've handled much worse so <laughs> a simple question for myself <laughs> should be fine but if you could just give say one tangible tip 
to somebody, whether it is something as simple as just trying to be okay with things being out of your control, just something of somebody experiencing some level of adversity or trauma in that moment, what tip could you just help somebody with? Mm. A tip that I could help someone with, um, my biggest thing now with the teenagers that I work with is just self-awareness, um, body awareness, uh, being more aware of what's going on inside of your body. What are you feeling? Mm. Uh, how are you breathing? Mm. Uh, what are you thinking of? Uh, I, I truly believe that you know we, we manifest our thoughts and our body gives us feedback on everything that we transmit, you know, whether it's verbal, emotional, energetic, um, visual, it's all, we all process that we process it differently, but to be just really self-aware, um, you know, that is, that is the most thing that I have learned in, in the years of my life recently. Mm -hmm. I haven't always been self-aware. Maybe I have, and I didn't have a label for it, but just to be self-aware, um, Knowing yourself mm. and 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 being okay with that, and then also, but not not judging yourself in the in that same breath, you know, but just really knowing yourself and know having your boundaries, um, being compassionate with yourself. Um, we all have struggles, we all have problems, but not focusing on the problems as much. Um, shifting your mindset—that's big too. Mm. That's that's a really big thing too. But self awareness for me is powerful it has worked uh, at any age self-awareness can be obtained it, it's not limited to you know any certain stage of the journey that's a fantastic answer i knew you'd give us some gold information <laughs> there <laughs> so thank you for that i hope, and it, I hope it helps someone i really do it just has changed my life absolutely i think it adds so much value and one thing that i do try and do and as you said it, it reminded me to do it again, was to be aware. So I almost sat up as you were talking just to kind of control my breathing again, proper breathing. Mm-hmm. I then became mm-hmm. self-aware of my body. So the sensation of my feet touching the floor and my hands resting mm. on my thighs and little things like that. I think we go mm-hmm. through life and we're almost so reactive that we we tend to forget all of that. And then you yes. touched on something else that was so beautiful, which was not judging yourself and being compassionate with yourself. And I'm probably the worst for this because I will beat myself up over the most trivial things. Yet, if my friends or my family were to do the same thing, I would almost put an arm around their shoulder. And then sometimes I sit Mm. there and I think, why can't I talk to myself the way that I talk to others? And I think I would be living in a much better place. Hopefully that Mm. makes a little bit of sense. But I sometimes feel that we are our own worst enemies at times. So I think that's that's a fantastic answer. And we should all try and become... Uh, more self-aware have you got any recommendations in terms of books or courses or is it something that maybe you can offer the listeners oh my goodness there are so many books that I've read but again there's one thing to read it but to actually uh, put it into practice and make it practical in your daily living um there there um I I don't really know of any books that teach self-awareness it's something that that I have just more more psychology and more psychology behind it than anything. I've read a lot of self-help books over the years, but mm. really understanding human behavior and psychology, reading books about psychology has been tremendous for me. I took psychology in college as a minor, so I, I had a lot of exposure to human development. But now that I'm out of college, I still continue to feed my brain with things to help me better understand sociology and psychology and, and, and human behavior. Um, I, I would like to say just 
search anything with self-awareness on the internet, find people on social media who, who, who are interested in that, look up hashtags about self-awareness. I talk about that a lot on my, on my Instagram page. Um, I was, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, sorry. I was just going to say Kimberly or better yet, follow you on your Instagram. Yes, they, yes, I do. I tap on it a lot in my, on my, my social media platform. I really do because I don't think that people are familiar with that term enough. Mm. And, um, again, they're, they could, someone could be 80 years old and not self-aware. It, it really is a way of being. And so many people, like you said, uh, are reactive or just going through life through autopilot and they're not really in tune with who they are and how they respond to the world and, and beings. And a lot of people have sensitivities. Um, anxiety is something that many people suffer with, but anxiety is also triggered by a lot of sensitivity issues, things in the environment. You know, some people are very sensitive to energy. So mm. it really makes a difference, you know, once you are aware of who you are and how you respond to your to life and then navigate from that space of, of, of understanding yourself. That's brilliant. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. I think maybe this is more of an actual journey for all of us rather than just simply picking up a book and hoping that's going to solve our problems. I Mm -hmm. think it's definitely going to require some level of daily work for all of us. Yes. And using your own words here that you previously mentioned that you're you're kind of all over the place in, in the things that you're doing. Could you kind of give us an insight into what a day in the life is like for you? Oh my goodness, a day in the life. Well, I wake up extremely early. I'm, I like to operate when the world where I am is still pretty quiet. Um, but I, I'm constantly um, learning about different things. Um, I'm in, I teach sex education. That's what I do uh, throughout the week uh, with high school kids in the city where I live. So I'm working on modules for the f- upcoming week. I am going over questions that they ask. A lot of them, I give them a little box and I pass around the class. I have 150 kids this summer that are going through my course. They post, they give questions to me anonymously. And um, I'm not sure how it is there in London where you are, but here in the United States, sex education is not a, a normalized curriculum or course in, in public schools here. Mm. And I'm really working on changing the conversation for that because we need it. I, I see the feedback from the teens and the youth here in the U.S. that they really want information. They want um, information about how to protect themselves. They want information about consent, understanding that, about um, this past week we did negotiation skills. Those are things, life skills that none of us ever were ever really taught. You know, communication skills, getting the foundation for that started early. We both know communication skills are things that we have to evolve upon throughout life. But in the teenage years, to have the opportunity to start learning communication skills and understanding what healthy and unhealthy relationships are and Mm -hmm. understanding the characteristics of abusive relationships. So I do that. Um, I still provide um, valuable insight to people who have children with special needs because that is still Mm -hmm. a passion of mine. Autism is still widely misunderstood. Autism is still uh, very taboo. And there are a lot of more holistic approaches to help kids with autism. I worked in a program uh, about four or five years ago in an autism program in Virginia Beach, Virginia, and it provided a lot of insight for me on how to approach uh, people with autism and and how to help them connect better with with people that are 
serving them in the school system, serving them in the home, and also about them when they get older. I mean, when they get older, what are we? What space do we have available for them? Mm-hmm. What type of jobs or things that we have available in place for them? So those are things that I'm working on. Um, I also do volunteer work. I work in a nonprofit sector here. I am helping to eliminate a lot of smoking environments where we are because the air pollution is is, is pretty high where we are. And um, we have a lot of places that still allow smoking um, in certain public areas where children are. Asthma is, is a very high incident here in the area where I am. So I'm involved in that. I'm involved in a blockchain chamber of commerce. We are also educating the world about blockchain and the things that are happening in that sector and how it's going to revolutionize things in, in the world um, with with all of that. So I'm all over the place. Wow. <laughs> I'm, I'm really just everywhere. <laughs> And you do all of this in the same 24 hours as as all of us. And- you know what? I, blockchain, yeah, blockchain is typically uh, webinars. Um, we have webinars. I can't always attend the meetings. There are meetings every day about blockchain throughout my city. But I, the particular chamber that I'm in, we do a lot of, you know, similar to this Skype. A couple of minutes, I'll pop in. If they have a meeting, I'll try to find out, you know, what, what they're working on and how I can contribute um, the sex ed courses go on during the day. I only teach for about an hour and a half because the kids are in the summer program. So I come in, I provide them what they need, and then I, I take questions and then I move on. But I'm busy. And then I, I homeschool my daughter. So <laughs> I do that too. So wow. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, I maximize my day, but I mean, it, it just flows. I mean, I'm just so happy to be alive and to be here. So it it doesn't, I never really get burned out. I, I have found a way to really just take it all in and, and focus on things that I'm passionate about. And, and because my intention behind everything is good, um, it, it just flows. It really does. Mm, I love that. Actually, I, I want to expand on that, actually, if I may. So it feels like you're, that's almost like your inspiration, this, this self-service, this selfless. Yes. You just giving out and... Most of it is probably because of the adversities that have come in your life to make you feel so grateful. But have you always been the, a kind, generous person or has life almost made you just appreciate everything you have to then go out and try and give more to the world? Hmm. You know, I honestly, I, I think I've always been that way. And it had a lot to do with my parenting. Um, my parents did everything that they could to keep me very grounded. Um I grew up in a in a with a lot a lot and um, even though there were some things that occurred you know our parents were, are not perfect but they they both did their very best to make sure that I stayed grounded and they exposed me to things where I was able to see that I was very blessed in the situation that I was in and they always made sure that I, I remained humble. Um, so it really had to do with my parenting. My I, I, my parents, again, they, they were great. They had their own struggles, but they truly um, embodied compassion and empathy. And my, I used to, my mother used to, when we would go to New Orleans, there were children in the neighborhood who, who, who didn't have a lot of food. Um, they're, they're, I don't know what their situations were because I was probably eight or nine years old, but I remember she would pack food for them and, and give them food and, and we would 
she was very passionate about the elderly community and senior senior citizens, and she would spend time with them, and she would take me with her and do all of those things. So I grew up seeing it modeled in people in my life, and so for me, it was just natural. It, it was part of being human. I love it. Your mother sounds like an incredible lady. She was oh, she incredible, was. yeah. And again, some of those lessons there, the compassion, the empathy and stuff, I have to be very grateful as well that that was instilled in me from my parents. And it's mm. it's probably one of the main things, along with kindness, that I want one day when I do have children to just instill in them. I think that's a hell of a lot more important than some of the things we think are important growing up in life, mm. like such mm-hmm. as the results that you get on an exam, for example, or who's got the best trainers. Well, I mean, there, there's more mm-hmm. important things, compassion, empathy, all of that. So that's a beautiful answer. And just on that then, what is your intrinsic why? You know what? I, I do so much and I don't expect anything in, in return. Mm. And so I think that has a lot to do with it. I just, I, I want to see people happy. I mm. want to see people fulfilled. I want to see, to see people doing what they love. I, I Throughout my life, I have observed so many people who are unhappy and who are not enjoying life and it, it has it's saddening sometimes to see that um and and there it comes from people who you know who have gone through a lot but mm. just to be alive you know that's that's just enough you know it's just enough um i just don't take anything for granted um i i, love I, it. I just don't yeah yeah i love it i think your intent is is so truthful and honest and i'm not sure if it's something that maybe we all have to go through adversity to kind of gain that Mm -hmm. perception or that clarity Mm -hmm. but the fact that you want to see people happy you want to see them fulfilled and seeing them do what they love that's literally how I try to be I mean I'm early in my journey I'm still learning I've learned so much from you just in this short amount of time that we've had together so I'm very grateful for that and I don't understand myself and I'm going off on a bit of a tangent here so excuse me but I see a lot of people especially on social media who pretend to have the intent that you have now I can feel it from you just your energy and obviously the circumstances that you've been through that you're pure because nobody who's that pure would go out there and selfishly wake up early make the most of the day to be trying to make an impact in so many different areas of life where she feels that she can make an impact but in Mm -hmm. social media today I feel that we're also in a society where people put on this mask and then they almost try and say the right things in order to gain fame or publicity or more likes mm-hmm. on their social media. And it mm-hmm. really it really grinds my gears because I can see straight through somebody's intent. Mm-hmm. But you touched on something that was brilliant and it's that you don't burn out. And I think when you come from a place of inspiration and you come from a place of just pure passion you're not going to burn out because your energy is just pure. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't have the science behind that to back it, but I, I believe that because I don't ever get burnt out when I'm working for mm-hmm. stuff that I'm passionate about. But I feel that when I work for an organization or something where my values and ethics don't align with it, I struggle. I struggle mm-hmm. after two or three mm. months. So I think that's a great message that you've gave in this podcast is for people just to be honest with themselves. Mm-hmm. And again, it comes back to self awareness so we've kind of gone full circle here that 
in life, sometimes people are saying the buzzwords because they feel that's going to attract more likes and attention. Whereas I'm just saying, just be yourself. There's nothing wrong if you don't want to change the world. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. If you're happy yes. and you're content and you're fulfilled in your life, then by all means, just live that life. But don't try and be something that you're not because I'm certainly finding it's hard enough just being myself and trying to mm-hmm. figure myself out rather than trying to have a second personality. So yeah, a little bit of a rant there, but I just I just feel that you've, you've gave so much um clarity and value that i've been able to kind of connect the dots there and hopefully i've made a bit of sense to you as well oh yes thank you and i i totally agree you can definitely feel it and um you know i'm i'm not in the business of of being negative on other people but Mm. i i don't like to see people being deceived you know that's a big thing for me and that is that is where i i I said the self-awareness i talk about that with my teenagers about being manipulated I said, you have to be so in tune with yourself where you can see it coming a mile away. I said, it's a different game in this world now. Mm. You know, there's a lot of illusions that pretend to be the truth. And Mm. you have to be on top of that and you have to trust yourself. And if something doesn't feel right, if something doesn't resonate, Mm. then then don't force it. Don't, you know, try to make it make it feel good in order to go with the flow but you're right you you can sense it I, I'm the same way and it it used to trigger me it really mm. did but I feel that when you're not operating from a space of integrity or a space of intent eventually it catches up with you it always does Absolutely. Yeah, it always does I think I'm realizing that I think people who are trying to go for the short-term gains will eventually short-term yes yeah absolutely but what was incredible there Kimberly was as you said manipulation I literally wrote that word down so I'm, I'm mm. taking notes to try so you're hitting the nail on the head exactly with um, my thought process and I see in a society where people are taking advantage of people because one I see people who are already uh, disadvantaged anyway through the cards that they've been dealt in life and it just really upsets me that there's people out there then trying to exploit these people and some by mm. almost trying to sell people that they're missing a key ingredient for example so you, you're hearing people mm. selling courses for like two thousand pounds because if you really want to be successful you need this one thing so you need to come and buy my course and i'm just like oh mm. I, I could talk about mm-hmm. it for ages, and i'm i'm trying to think that we need to like yourself is try to be more persuasive rather than trying to manipulate people but I think if people Mm -hmm. were self-aware and use their gut intuition like you just said I think we'd Mm -hmm. definitely be in a better place but yeah that's that's really interesting Mm. thank you for sharing Uh, that and you're welcome and just to add on that um people prey on insecurity and anytime that someone can make another person feel as if they are not enough then they open that door where they can say you're not enough here's what you need from me in order to, you know, and that I learned when I worked in the nonprofit sector, I, I observed that a lot. People would go into underserved communities and they would do the photo ops. They would go in under the agenda that they were there to serve and to help. But it was really just to, for their own personal gain. It was either mm-hmm. for notoriety and the people in the community would, would begin to not trust. You know, we would mm-hmm. go in and we would try to provide information and resources they would say, well, how long are you going to be here? Because most people come in, they collect data from us, and they leave. And so I saw that in real-world experience. And then for to see it on the Internet now, on social media, it's so much easier for people. Everybody's looking for something. And, and, then, and then those who are preying on people, they are out here doing it with, with expectation of something in return, whether it's money, whether it's likes, whether it's followers. 
but it's not coming from a space of I am here to to provide value for you and I don't want anything from you. And like mm. you said, the short term is a short term objective, but it's, it's the long term because I believe we're all interconnected. And if we can provide value for someone, it, it's plants a seed that can alter their life, life choices in their lifetime. And it shouldn't require anything from someone else. You know, just the energy exchange is enough. You know, that's enough. Absolutely. Kimberly, this is this is exactly why I love this podcast. And from from a selfish perspective, that last three minutes now, I've done 28 shows. That's probably the best three minutes that I've been fortunate to have heard. And maybe Mm -hmm. because it resonates with me on a personal level. So you said something and, and I... I got a bit emotional and the, and the hairs on my arm stood up because mm-hmm. you said people prey on insecurity. And I feel in the last 12 months, somebody who I considered very close to me prey on my insecurity from my anxiety, my shyness. And it was almost mm-hmm. led to believe that any of the success that I have in the future was down to this one individual. Yet mm-hmm. in hindsight, when I think and I think, I've had to put all that work in. I've had to overcome my fears. I've had to go and try and do public speaking and then embarrass myself because the words don't come out and I've had to put all those reps and those hours and those sleepless nights but there was a time when I wasn't as self-aware or realizing my own value that I was bringing to the world and I did believe that it was all down to this one individual Mm -hmm. and it was incredible how they they, I suppose I was being manipulated um, to be honest and I only share this Mm -hmm. on uh, not to kind of broadcast this as this individual I'm trying to broadcast this to people who may be going through the same situation because I now sit here and I I feel hurt and I feel pain that I feel that that individual has lost probably one of the most loyal people in the world and that's one thing that I will always try and be is is just a very loyal person to people mm-hmm. even myself on this journey I've been in personal development for six seven years I'm still learning every day so um I on a selfish reason that really resonated with me massively and I hope it does for the for the listeners as well because I'm sure we're all going to be coming into contact with people who we genuinely think have our best intentions at heart but deep down their intent is not as pure and um, and I, I truly believe that it all comes down to your intent yes it does it does so thank you for that and I'm going to just flip the script now so I want to ask you having been through so much adversity and seen so much in your incredible story and you could talk about this for days it's just a shame that you're on the other side of the world but what actually scares you in this moment what's your biggest fear you know to be honest I almost want to say I don't have any fears but Mm. I think for me there's an inner urgency just to make sure that I do everything that I can in terms of my mission here before I leave here and and I don't really know when that time will be, but other than that, I don't really have any fears. I, I'm not afraid of death. I'm not afraid of failure. I'm not afraid of, of embar- being embarrassed. Um, mm. I've shared a lot of personal things on my Instagram page mm. that most people probably would not share out of fear of judgment. I'm not afraid of judgment. I'm not really afraid of anything, and I think that that's what my fuel is. Mm. It's like no one can say anything that can really take me out of my space. And it it just it empowers it empowers me that I don't have any really I don't really have any fears of anything. I just I haven't always been this way, though. So <laughs> no, it, it has it has been a journey to get mm. get this. I used to be afraid of a lot, you know, but um, again, I think the experiences that I've gone through have 
basically all of my fears that I had, I had to face them. So, <laughs> no, yeah. no, thank you for sharing that. And thank you actually for mentioning that you wasn't always like this because I, th I think when somebody and hopefully people after this show will they'll definitely gravitate towards you and follow you. They might just think that it's okay for Kimberly. Kimberly's got it all figured out. But what people mm -hmm. don't realize is everyone has a story and everyone becomes the way they are because of whatever's happened in those previous chapters. And that's kind of mm -hmm. one of the premises behind the show. And if I'm completely honest now, you've got me intrigued because I'm, I'm kicking myself that I didn't do more stalking into your personal Instagram. <laughs> so <laughs> it's my own, uh, you know, I put my hands up because I think Instagram, we look at it and we look at pretty pictures. If it's not attracting us in the first two or three seconds, we kind of scroll away. So mm -hmm. I'm very interested now to kind of go back into your posts and I hope the listeners do as well because I'm sure there's going to be a lot that we can all learn from that. So uh, definitely um, food for thought for myself. So thank you for that. Yeah. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah, there's, there's a ton of uh, information. I've been on Instagram since 2011 and believe it or not, the first three or four years of Instagram, my page was totally private. Mm. I, I used to be a very private person. And then um, one day something came to my mind and it said, you, you're going to have a lot that you need to do and you're going to have to reach mm. a lot more people. And opening your account is the only way <laughs> that people Absolutely. will be able to, to, to get to know you and that you can network and mm. talk to people and really connect with other people. And I just always have been a very private person mm. and I'm totally on the different end of the spectrum now there's nothing that i won't share about my life for the most part i'm pretty much open Absolutely. but um yeah there's a ton of information there and i hope it can provide some value for people and you can kind of watch my journey along the way over these years um as well thank you and that's the beautiful thing about it and i feel now it's your it's definitely your duty to uh, spread your light and spread your message as well so if i ever see you doing mm -hmm. anything in private i'm going to tell you off myself personally <laughs> make sure that you <laughs> make sure that you put it out into the world because um, yes. it's enlightening definitely thank you okay Kimberly, we're actually at the part of the show now, which I like to call the fun part of the show, where I'm going to put you on the spot and ask you all sorts of weird and wonderful questions. Okay. So we're going to start in three, two, one. What did you eat for breakfast? Uh, nothing yet. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Your biggest gift? The ability to communicate. The ability to fly or be invisible? Fly. Would you rather have a rewind button or a pause button on life? A pause button. Money or fame? That's now. That's a tough one. Money or fame? Because both provide impact. I would. I would have to say money because I could do things anonymously and still make mm. an impact without the fame. I don't want the fame. I love that. Your proudest moment? Becoming a mother. Your favorite food? Pineapple. Netflix or YouTube? Oh man, uh, YouTube, hands down. Okay. Your number one goal this year? Connect with more people that are international your favorite tv show ever you know what i was just talking about that yesterday i liked mr rogers neighborhood <laughs> there were there's like great value and wisdom in that would you rather know how you would die or when you would die when your favorite hobby traveling books or movies books if you could sit with one person in the world for an hour who would it be elon musk i'd love to pick his brain your worst fear as a child was actually something happening to my parents. That was my worst fear. And finally, if you could abolish one thing in the world, what would it be? I would abolish anything that would cause harm to children. I mm. think, mm. Um, yeah, I, I, working with teenagers and, 
and knowing that many of them are going through a lot or have been through a lot mm. um, as a result of other people. If I could, if I could abolish any type of harm done to children, because everything originates in childhood. Absolutely, yeah. Thank you. We are actually at the end You're of that welcome. round. <laughs> yeah. So thank you. Brilliant. Okay. So just a couple of more questions, Kimberly, if I may. And um, the next one that I always like to ask my guests is about reflection. So mm-hmm. I'm a firm believer that hindsight is a wonderful thing in terms of it can teach us ways that we can get to places quicker with less heartache or easier. But what I want to know is, if you could, knowing everything that you know now, go back to a time where maybe you were a little bit uncertain or not clear of where you were going in life and whisper something in a younger Kimberly's ear, what would you say? Mm. I would tell a younger Kimberly to trust herself. Mm. Yeah, I would I would tell her to trust herself because there was a time when I would listen to what everyone else was saying, my parents, my friends, and this was before social media. So I can only mm. imagine the, the feedback that people get now from strangers and from people that they don't know. But to trust myself, trust myself. Absolutely. And it's going to be okay. Everything's going to be okay. Love that. Love that. Thank you. And sadly, that actually does bring us to the last question. So if in 150 years time, science fails to save us and all that exists is a book. And this book, it's about you. It's about your life and all the weird and wonderful things that you've contributed to life and everything about you, basically. Firstly, what would the title of the book be? And secondly, what would the blurb at the back tell us about you? Mm. The title would be Everlasting Touch. Mm. And the blurb in the back would have to be that... The legacy is 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 that compassion, kindness, mm. connection, um, empathy, those and, and love. Those are the things that that carry that that carry throughout human civilization. It's it's intrinsic of who we are. It's it's wired in our DNA, mm. and. Um, and that's that's the touch that you know it it goes through our through us through our children it goes through us through people that we connect with i feel it through you and through and through you and i you know it's it's the human value mm, absolutely how would you want to be remembered though as a person like what would you want the first thing that when somebody mentions your name that they say oh kimberly yes she is sincere mm. i think sincerity is something that people cannot mm. um imitate or pretend sincerity just sincerity oh wow i love that thank you kimberly so (laughs) sadly that actually does bring us to the the end of uh, the show it's actually been one of my favorite shows and like i said there's a segment in here which really touched my heart and i've learned so much just having this 50 minute conversation with you and i'll definitely be sure to kind of follow your journey but what i want to do is give the audience a chance to connect with you as well because i i think you're a fascinating uh, individual i think you you bring so much so much good into the world and i think you're going to do so much more as well moving forward so if you wouldn't mind if you could just kind of give us the best places where people can perhaps reach out to you connect with you or maybe just follow your journey Sure. Yes. I am on Instagram as uh, Jackson K10, spelled J-A-C-K-S-O-N and the number one zero. And I also have another handle on Instagram called You Are The Wealth. That's also the name of one of my businesses. And um, 
I have a pod, my podcast is called You Are the Wealth. You can find it on all of the podcast platforms as well. And yeah, that the, the You Are the Wealth is, is something that I recently uh, created because, again, the self-awareness and the self-worth is something that I believe needs to be cultivated in, in, in everyone. And um, yeah, that, that I'm on Twitter as You Are the Wealth. Uh, not much on Facebook, so you'll find me on uh, Instagram or Twitter, and then I have the podcast. But but those are um, that that's enough for me. I think I spread myself too thin if I'm on everything. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. I think you're doing uh, too much anyway. Although I say I say that in a positive way because everything that you're doing is obviously fantastic. So uh, oh, thank you, thank you for sharing those, Kimberly. I'll certainly add all of that information in the show notes, so I'll have the actual links there for anyone that needs to click on it. I want to once again, from the bottom of my heart, thank Kimberly for her time today, and more importantly, everyone at home, thanks for listening. Thank you, and thank you for what you're doing as well. It's much needed. Thank you. And remember, this podcast is absolutely free. So all we ask in return is for you to share this with a friend and drop us a five-star review over on iTunes. Have an awesome day.